Alright, welcome, welcome everybody. Gotta be getting started for the day. So you know, uh, right as... So I'm beginning to see there's a whole lot of people out there who they have really uh, differing opinions of is all sin forgiven, right? And so, man, I'll tell you, mankind will fight tooth and nail to tell you, ah, all sin's forgiven, do whatever you want, right? But I'll tell you, that's not, it's not going to help your life or anybody's life, especially your family's life, right? If you're telling them, hey, all sin's forgiven, do whatever you want. So here is John 15, right? The vine and the branches. And this is Christ Jesus, right? So if you're a Christian, right, you're of Christ, right? Not of, well, we follow the whole Bible, but first and foremost, right, we're of Christ, Christian, right? So here is John 15. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, right? Okay, so if all sin was forgiven, why would you have to remain in Christ? You wouldn't, right? As I also remain in you, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If, here's the, the key, the key of this scripture. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing, right? If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned, right? And so you'll see this sort of neo-Christian religion going around very, very prominent, very, very successful, worldly, right? Uh if you do not remain in me, i.e. you're sinning, you're outside of Christ, right? Christ says, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off, right? And throw it away. That's Jesus Christ. That's a Christian. A Christian, that's what they'll preach. So when you go into these uh, synagogues of Satan, right? And for example, right? I hate to drop this out there, but some of the big names, Joel Olstein, uh Billy Graham, right? They're preaching this message, and I don't even know that they know what they're doing is opposite to Christ. But what they're preaching is that, right, the Christ's blood paid for all sin. But here's the thing. Christ Jesus, he never says that himself anywhere. In fact, Christ Jesus himself states directly opposite to that, right? If your right hand, this is Matthew 7, 21. If your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. For it's better for you to enter into the kingdom of heaven maimed than to have your whole body thrown into hell. Right? So why would he tell you to cut off your right hand if all sin was forgiven? No, that's nonsense, right? So quick, real quickly, if you're reading, right, and if you do not remain in me, wait, so remaining in me well how do you remain in christ if christ is saying all sins forgiven right well then who cares there's no in christ you can do whatever you want all sins forgiven right so 
essentially, right, there is this neo-Christian, they're opposite to Christian movement, right? They have uh, indeed twisted versions of the Bible into saying things uh, like uh, Christ's blood paid for all sin. Now you can do anything you want. That is 100% opposite to Jesus Christ. They are agents of the devil, whether they know it or not, right? And most of them, they don't even know it, right? Most of them think, oh, I'm a Christian, I'm of Christ, right? But they don't understand. They haven't read their Bibles enough to realize they're being lied to, right? Mankind has begun a Ponzi scheme, right? And in order to manifest the spiritual gifts, right, actually perform the miracles that Christ uh, is talking about, right, you have to remain in Christ, right? And so if you're looking for that stepping out onto the water, if you're looking for those mir miracles, if you're looking for those miracles in your life, and you're wondering, hey, you know, why aren't they here, right? Uh, we have to bring ourselves to the table of the Lord prior to receiving the blessing of the Lord, right? And this is uh, any parable that you could look at in uh, the the Bible, right? Any section has it, right? Cain and Abel, right? Well, Cain brings his offering and it's rejected. Abel brings his offering and it's accepted, right? Well, why? Because one, Abel is in alignment with the Lord when he presents his offering to God and Cain is opposite, right? Cain has that anger. He has that wrathfulness within him. God says, hey, I don't really like that stuff, right? That's the wrath that leads my children, i.e. mankind, into warfare, despair, etc., right? And so it's very easy. I'll tell you, it's pretty hard to find a, a good church actually today that teaches accurate doctrine. I think I have been to about 20, 25 churches, right? I've, I've just found one church, Christian church, just one church, first church I've ever found that teaches this in my life, that teaches not all, not all sins forgiven, right? And you can find, there's 3,000 versions of the Bible, right? You can find versions of the Bible that Christ is saying all sin is forgiven. But yeah, the original uh, translations that are in ancient Greek, right? Uh, absolutely right, not. Christ is not saying... If your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off, and then saying, hey, actually, all sin's forgiven. Uh, you know, logic breaks down a, a lie, their lie, the lie of the devil, pretty quickly if you read your Bible, right? These verses are uh, John 15 and Matthew 7, 21. There's a bunch of Christ's verses, right? And interestingly enough, right, so out of these 25 churches I've been to, right, all of them say, hey, yeah, all sin's forgiven, right? Oh, Christ paid for paid for all your sins. Party on, you know, that sort of mentality. And it's a very welcoming mentality. It's very good, but the problem with it is that it actually damages people's lives, right? And so whether or not they realize it, they're headed, they're headed onto the road to hell for preaching that. And... <laughs> uh, for teaching this this uh, doctrine of demons, right? All sins forgiven, right? Do whatever you want, right? Christ's love is incredible, right? Christ's forgiveness is incredible. He even forgave 
the wicked tyrannical king Manasseh, right, who was going around killing people. He forgave him, right? That doesn't mean he has to forgive people, right? In accurate religion, God is a God. His sovereignty is all-powerful, omnipotent, right? Not God must forgive sin, right? And so when you're breaking down these, these uh, false theologies, man, just read those red letters. I'm telling you guys, against the red letters, lies don't stand a chance, right? I am the way, the truth, and the life, right? And people saying, right, oh, yeah, you know, I've met people, they say, yeah, I'm dealing drugs, I'm a Christian. Uh, right, well, you're damaging other people. If you're damaging other people to benefit yourself, that's not really love, right? And so when you grasp accurate, logical Christian doctrine, you become, you will become an unstoppable force, right? You will become the light of the world, a city atop a mountain that cannot be hidden, right? But if you're just doing whatever you want, yeah, I watched, I watched, uh, I binge watched 10 seasons of uh, television this week. I'm really, I'm, re I'm really feeling horrible. Why don't I feel very righteous right now? Hmm. Oh, grasping this, right? It's the base logic of, of existence, right? There are things that are good for you out there, and there are things that are bad for you out there, right? And yes, right, Christ's forgiveness is incredible. You know, the next, the very next, uh, oh no, it's not the very next one, but one of Christ's parables is the parable of the workers in the vineyard, right? All you got to do is come home, right? But because, I'm not sure, they, they want other things, right? It's like they want money, right? And so I'll tell you, right, yeah, if you want money, right, if you want money and you want to trade your soul for money, well, then, you know, it doesn't really matter what you preach because you're willing to trade your soul. A Christian is not willing to trade their soul. A Christian says, not for all the kingdoms of all the earth, right? I don't care what you offer me. I don't care if I can have the most beautiful woman, the most amount of finance, right? The most, the, I, I don't care if I could be the most powerful preacher. I don't care what you're offering. I'm good with what God has for me. And if God's not going to give me uh, you know, a penny more, then I'm okay with that. But if it's a penny from you, I don't want it. No, thank you. Right? And so understanding this is extremely important because what is good for people's lives, what teaching, what uh, teaching people, hey, do whatever you want, all sins forgiven, it's not very beneficial, right? It's going to damage their lives. That's not love. It's opposite to Christ. Therefore, anyone who is teaching all sins forgivable, all things permissible, right? is opposite to Christ. They are agents of Lucifer. Get your get your family out of that church. Find a better church. If you can't find a better church, then you'll have to go from there, right? Maybe online, right? Or something else, but start your own church, right? And here's the thing, right? I'll tell you the, an accurate message of life is not a genie, i.e. God's going to show up and do it for you, right? That's not going to build your life. It's not going to build you or develop you into anything that you're going to be happy with in your life. You're going to be miserable, right? And so, lo and behold, right, one teaching points to a good, happy life, 
and the other te teaching points down to suffering, misery, you know, boo-hoo, why didn't God help me? I don't understand. I thought all things were forgiven. But it's obviously a lie, right? And, right, if someone's willing to tell you, hey, you can go do really evil things, and you believe them, well, that's, you know, there is a... Uh, flaw there's a fault in your core right you should be able to say that conscience within us is there for a reason so, and, and and you know many of us almost all of us you come to something and you say no nah, I, don't, I don't like how that feels it feels wrong to me i'm not interested even sometimes you'll you'll have like a sixth sense where you're just you just know something's wrong and your instincts are just telling you something's off i'm not interested no thanks right God has placed the spirit of truth within us. God has placed right, right and wrong, feelings of what is right and wrong at the cores of our being. And so when you, when you see these preachers and they are just miserable, right? They don't receive the kingdom of heaven. You cannot preach the lies of the devil and receive the kingdom of heaven. You can receive the kingdom of the earth. Yeah. That's what the devil offers, right? Bow down before me, right? That's what the devil says when he's tempting Christ. He says, bow down, and I'll give you the kingdoms of the earth, right? And Christ says, no way, man. I'm not interested in the kingdoms of the earth. Of the earth. I want the kingdom of heaven, right? And so... Be very careful, right, when you're hearing doctrines that say, wow, that sounds just like what mankind wants to say, or, or um, right, that sounds a lot like libertarianism, right? Libertarianism is uh, do whatever you want. If, you know, mankind should have the liberty to do whatever they want, right? And that, lo and behold, that lines up perfectly with uh, all sins forgiven, all things permissible. And so... You know, with those guys, you might ask them, hey, did you did you guys steal the libertarian movement's format and just, you know, you paste it over, paste it over the name, Liber libertarianism, you just paste over that, Christianity, well, lo and behold, right, that is opposite to Christ, right, libertarianism is not Christianity, right, in fact, libertarianism is opposite to all religion in existence, right, uh, perhaps, anyways, opposite to all good religion in existence, right? Religion is, hey, we're good people. We want to do good things. We'll try, we'll work hard, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You're good enough how you are. God loves you how you are, right? Not, oh, I didn't get, uh, you know, handed a $200,000 education or something like that. Now I'll never make it. No, right? You're good enough how you are. God loves you how you are. We work together. We work out our flaws, our faults, our sinfulness so that we can work together, right? With sinfulness, you'll never be able to work together with someone. With sinfulness, someone's going to start working with you and you're going to sin against them. The sin will be evident and they'll say, no, nah, I'm out of here. I don't want to work with you. They'll say, ah, no, I don't trust you. No, I don't trust you around my family. I don't trust you around my friends. You're not a person of character, right? With religion... People will say, of course I want to work with you. I can see you're a person of character. I can trust you. I want you with me, right? I want you standing beside me. I trust you. I can trust you with my business. I can trust you with my family. I can trust you with my life. And here's the thing, right? 
with Christ because this trust is something that God has laid the foundation of all existence upon, right? Lo and behold, there lies the divine trust. I can trust God. God wants me to have trust, right? This is the, the, the doc, doctrines, the teachings about character contained within the Bible, right? Love one another as you love yourself. Well, indeed, if you love someone, you're not going to do things that would violate that trust. You yourself would not want someone to violate your trust. Therefore, you will not violate others' trusts, right? You are trustworthy. You are a person of character. I can work with you. And lo and behold, this, these are the aspects. These are the divine uh, realms of God, right? They are God's nature. They are what God points to. When he laid the found, when he laid the foundation of the earth, right? Trust, character, love, man. Gotta love each other. Really sincerely love each other. Not I'm gonna let let uh, the agents of the devil lead lead my flock away. No, I'm gonna tell people, hey, you know that's not what Christ Jesus said, right? <clears throat> and no, right? You don't have to. You know, you're not obligated to do it all all the time, right? So that uh, you're drained and. You know, you feel like this incredible burdens on your life. No, but every now and then, right? Say something, right? Stand up. Uh, tell someone, hey, you know, that's not really going to work out well for your life. That's not what Christ Jesus says. That's opposite to what Christ Jesus said. And when you start to break down this dynamic, right? You can see exactly why the Pharisees murdered Christ Jesus, right? The Pharisees are saying, do whatever you, ever you want. Hey, pay me a thousand dollars. I'll forgive your sins, right? Essentially, the Pharisees embody or reflect, display, portray uh, the fallen, the fallen of mankind, those who have betrayed God and sold their souls for something quite different, right? And since it is displaying or portraying whatever uh, an aspect of mankind's nature you know that mankind doesn't change and so while the pharisees were persecuting christ jesus we christians will also be persecuted and try they'll try and lead you away saying oh it's so much better over in this all things <laughs> permissible all sins forgiven right but lo and behold uh when you look at the fruit of the churches like that right uh they have a serious amount of bad fruit behind them and this is one indicator you will know them by their fruit, right? So do a little digging maybe when you, before you go to a church or, or after you've gone to a church, probably. Well, I, I, before I go to a church, I go to the church, I, I feel out the atmosphere of the church, you know, is this church preaching what I'm with uh, or, or not, right? But I'll tell you, I've been to churches sometimes where Man, it seemed like a really good church. They seemed like they really had it right. And then they're teaching all sins, uh, forgiven all things permissible, right? And so, you know, a little trigger goes off. I go online, I do some Google searches, and lo and behold, there's people who have gone on shooting sprees. There are fires. There is death surrounding the church, right? And so the fruit, you know, God is not displaying these things without purpose, right? They are warning signs to the wise, as Christians were commanded by God to seek wisdom and get knowledge, therefore, 
we understand to do some do a little digging before we go into business before we just trust someone blindly right and when you're picking a pastor when you're picking uh whatever right whatever your your version of a, a preacher a minister is right uh you want to do some digging right you're trusting not only your life with them but you're trusting the lives of other people with them your community your family right etc 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 it's a big choice right and so if you you know all sins forgiven uh it's 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 not of the lord right it's opposite to christ so understanding that's real important it sounds real nice you know i wish i wish uh well i wish you know i I think that God's good enough, right? God's forgiveness is great enough. It's vast enough. You don't need any more, uh, right? A, a banquet, a feast, you know, a feast is enough, right? And if you're, if you're sitting at the banquet table feasting and joyous and you have life and life in abundance and joy and joy to the full and all, you know, you've got your dreams, you've got everything that Christ has brought to your table, and the ways that the ways of Christ will bring to your table and you're sitting there going I'm unhappy I want more you know I think God's good enough right and so that's really important right we're not trying to stretch doctrine into the realms of I can make this better right whether you know it or not right you can twist some scriptures to make them uh, better received by mankind right better received by more people right or you know things like that but that doesn't make them better right a twist they twist the scriptures to their own destruction right i.e trust god know that god's going to get you there know that the ways of god are good and good for your life right and when you put those into practice when you start really uh practicing the ways of god right your life will change. You will be led to that road to exaltation. You will be led into that light atop a mountain, right, that cannot be hidden. But lo and behold, right, if you just got your feet kicked up thinking I can do whatever I want, right, uh, it's, you're not going to get to that point of being that light, right? Uh Nobody is going to listen to a McDonald's uh, burger flipper uh, preaching false doctrine, right? If he's a bomb preacher, i.e. he's applied the excellence, the wisdom, the knowledge that Christ is uh, suggesting we as Christians get, right? To produce that masterful preaching, i.e. much similar, similar to Christ Jesus, right? Christ Jesus he followed the ways of, of uh, the Bible and applied them to his preaching, right? So while he wasn't very financially successful, he's one of the greatest or the greatest preacher of all time, right? And so uh, Christ roughly has about, what, 3.2 billion followers or something like that. And so understanding this is really important, right? It's the difference between a good life and the bad life it's the difference between believing what sounds nice and is easier for your life life that will lead you into suffering and that moment of forced realization when you say this isn't working i don't know what's going on there's something wrong 
Right. And so make sure you get your hands on a good Bible out there, right? King James. King James is pretty good. Uh, contemporary New English. Uh, uh, what I've seen about from that Bible is pretty dang accurate, right? King James, New King James, right? But in King James, right, the word shall can be interpreted as may, will, can, right? Can we go to, shall we go to Paris next week, etc., right? And understanding this is really important because sometimes when Christ is using the word shall, uh, it's open to interpretation however you like, right? And so, uh, right, the me choosing to believe I'm going to get financially successful by sitting around doing nothing, that's an option. You can believe that in your life, but the chances of that coming true are extremely small. Me believing, right, I'm choosing to believe that I'm going to be happy doing whatever I want in my life and not gaining uh, discipline, self-control, righteousness, right? Believing that, you can believe that as you're out partying and drinking your life away until you come to that point of forced realization when, lo and behold, God's sovereignty steps steps forward and says, hey, actually, bad news. Uh, what you're doing is, is wrong. It's the wrong way. It's not how I designed it. It's not how God designed it, right? And so that point of forced realization, it's out there and it's, it's looming over uh, people's lives. And when you see these uh, all sins forgiven, all things permissible people, right, and they're older, right, and they start to realize, uh-oh, oops, I was led away or I believed something that was what I wanted to, what I, how I wanted it to be instead of how God made it, right? That, uh, it's, it's not a happy state for them, right? Uh, I don't see too many happy people there, right? Ha happiness comes from following God, right? Righteousness, doing, being good, right? Establishing yourself uh, as a person of character, establishing yourself in the world, getting your dreams. And I'll tell you plainly, right? The ways of God, there are no more, there are no better, there are no more effective. There are no ways as effective as God's ways to get your dreams. I guarantee you that, right? And so uh, understanding that God's teachings are there for a purpose and they're not really supposed to be fiddled with, right? When you start to fiddle or you've seen people, they're fiddling with scripture, right? Well, that's sort of exactly what the devil did to end up in hell, right? Uh, he thought, hey, I know more than God. I can make it better than God, right? And so lo and behold, he was cast out of the heavens for that uh, into hell, right? And so understanding this is important. As Christians, we don't really fiddle with the scriptures. We just interpret it. I'll tell you guys, I just read it. I just read it. It says, if my right hand causes me to sin, cut it off. So I'll tell you what, if when I start uh, breaking my covenant and uh, start sinning with my right hand, right? Not something you should do, right? Probably should stop sinning instead, right? But I just read the Bible and I just do it. 
I don't always understand why. I can't always grasp the fullness and the greatness of the measure of the wisdom that is behind the Lord God of Israel and all his sovereignty and all his divinity. But lo and behold, I just do it. I submit, I admit that I am lower, that I am less. I admit that God's thoughts are higher, God's ways are higher. And thus, I follow the Lord God of Israel. I follow the Lord God of Israel wherever he will lead, wherever he will go. I hear the voice of God and I love the voice, right? I do the will of the Lord God of Israel. I do the will of the Lord God of Israel. And so it's not as easy as do whatever you want, right? But, right, it doesn't mean, right, practicing Christianity begins when, when you decide to stop serving ways that are fantasies, right? I wish I could make a dragon appear out of nowhere, but I can't, so I'm going to stop wishing for that, and I'm going to start seeing what I can actually do in my life. I'm going to start pressing into those uphill battles, knowing that what's on the other side of the mountain after I conquer that mountain is better for me than just sitting in a state of complacency, not building myself, not facing those uphill battles. I'm going to start stepping out of my comfort zones. I'm going to start doing what it takes to win those battles that God places, has placed before me. And with God with you, right? It doesn't matter what comes between you and God's will. It could be the Red Sea where the Israelites came before it and it parts for you, right? Could be a nine foot tall giant, could be a lion, a bear, could be the devil himself, right? But with God, what you see happen in the Bible time and time again is your victory is accomplished, right? You walk with God. The Israelites walked with God and their victory was accomplished. You will get there if you go with God, but if you do not go with God, I guarantee you, you will never get there. That is love, right? I'm pointing you to what's good for your life. I'm pointing you towards the kingdom of heaven. I'm pointing you into that eternity, that everlasting life, that victor's crown, but you get the choice to follow it or not. You get the choice day in, day out. And every day you wake up, you must choose. Will you choose to serve the Lord God of Israel with your day? Or will you choose to serve something else? Will you choose to preach the scriptures accurately and follow them accurately? Or will you serve the devil and preach them however you like? That's your choice, right? You can choose to go to a church that's in alignment with the words of Christ Jesus, or you can choose to go to a church that is op teaching opposite to Christ and calls themselves Christians with a forked tongue, right? I'm opposite to Christ, but I'm calling myself Christian. Okay, good luck with that. You may get the kingdoms of the earth, but you don't receive the immortality. So choose. And if you are a believer, right, if you believe in Christ, not just mankind, right, well, then you'll choose God and you'll serve the Lord God of Israel fully. Understanding that is the basis, it's the foundation of all Christianity, right? It's love. Choose. Will you choose love or will you choose to do it man's way, right? Where mankind are very willing to uh, have 1% of the population possess 99% of all wealth while the rest of the population 
suffers and some even die, right? There are billionaires who say, I don't care. I don't care about mankind. I don't care about my brothers and sisters at all. I'm going to let them die while I've got copious, uh, completely absurd amounts of wealth in the bank, right? Uh, and as Christians, right, you can have wealth. There's nothing wrong with that, right? But, right, when it gets into absurd wealth, like around a billion dollars, two billion dollars, something like that, an absurd amount of wealth, completely unnecessary, right? Why, right? Why would you let people die while you have an absurd amount of wealth? It's okay to be wealthy, right? Abraham, Abraham became one of the most wealthy men in the land, but Abraham was not insanely, absurdly, pointlessly wealthy, right? And understanding the difference between I love people and I'm going to possess a good amount of wisdom with that love and greed, it's important. And there is a difference between love, wisdom, love and wisdom, right? And greed, right? All right. Don't ever forget how much God loves each and every one of you, right? God's forgiveness and his mercy is incredible. He'll forgive you, but you got to come home, right? And not, not I'm going to keep on sinning. I'm going to do what it takes to take steps to stop sin in my life. I'm going to do what it takes to become that overcomer and become the champion of sin instead of sin being the champion of me, right? Understanding that is what Christ Jesus is preaching, whether or not uh, people are out there all over twisting and manipulating the scriptures into something quite different, right? That will not produce good for people's lives. Those are the people who have gotten teachers and uh, other people saying, hey, we need a separation between government and uh, religion. Hey, religion should have no place in our schools. They're the people who have caused people to say bad religion, right? All religion is evil. I don't want any, I don't believe in any of that, right? Well, that's because you haven't been following the accurate scriptures, right? Wisdom begins with the surrender to God. It begins with the surrender to what this book says, the Bible says, an accurate version of the Bible, right? And doing it. Not, not I say I'm Christian, but then I don't do it. But all right, anyways, it's not perfection God's chasing. It's us. God is chasing us how we are, how flawed and broken how we are in in the state we're in today, right now. That's what God wants us to bring, right? So if you've ever been in one of those places where you're saying, "Man, I'm so I'm so sinful right now. I don't think I should go." Man, I don't think I'd be welcome, right? God says, "Come to the table. Watch what I can do with your life. I'm the God of miracles. I'm the God of the impossible, right? I'll change the rules. I'll bend the rules whenever I want," says God, right? That's who God is, right? And so Abraham, he was 80 years old when he started to receive some of the miracles that God had planned for him. 80 years old. Moses was 40 years old. It's not too late, right? It's never too late, but you got to stop letting sin win. You got to stop twisting those scriptures. And, right, if you need an incentive, right, uh, you can look at the fruit, right? Look at the fruit of some of the mega churches, and uh, it's there, right? Those those churches that are preaching opposite to Christ, right? The bad fruit is there. Uh, 
So understanding that's important, right? Hey, never forget God loves each and every one of you so much, right? He wants to get you to that promised land, right? But much like the Israelites, there's a lot of people who say, I'm not going into the promised land. It's too hard. It's too scary that there's giants over there. There's there's giants. There's an uphill road. It's it's a hard road. I don't want to do that. Right? But the Christian says, I don't care how hard it's going to be. I heard the voice of the Lord God of Israel instruct me to go. And so I'm going and I'm going to conquer those giants. I'm going to receive that promised land. I will become that glorious overcomer that receives that victor's crown. That's what God's talking about, right? Understanding that that's the sort of life you want, whether it's it's a more reclusive life or a, or a less reclusive life. Right. How you envision your life, that's up to you, right? God has got the path. God has got the events for you individually. But you have to choose to follow it, right? Understanding that is what the Bible's all about. All right, guys. Hey, blessings on you all. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day.